Reichman University. Fully booked. Read into it with Michelle Amar and Liras Levy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. You are listening to Fully Booked on Audioversity, the voice of Rachman University. This is the podcast where we discuss our favorite books, discover new reads, and give you a bunch of new recommendations. We are your hosts. My name is Michelle. And I'm Liraz. And today, we're talking about book talk. Yes. So before so, we start, yeah. <laughs> Michelle, tell us what book talk is. So if anyone doesn't know, um, book talk is the sort of like bookish uh, community, the little corner on TikTok. Everybody knows what TikTok is. The app has literally taken over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a newcomer to TikTok. I only got it a few months ago. Same. Um, but the reason I did get it was because of book talk. It's basically this little corner where like... Um, and, like, any content creators can come up with, like, honestly, there's some pretty cool concepts, um, like, recommending your favorite books. They do, like, there's a whole bunch of trends and everything. And, like, just sort of trying to spread the word about reading, um, sharing your favorites, unpopular opinions or, like, hot takes or something like that. So it's kind of like the like the second generation of BookTube, which yeah. was the bookish community on YouTube. Um, I mean, and like, it it's still popular. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, that, like, BookTube was the it thing for, like, the 2010s, and now BookTok has sort of taken over for 2020s. Yeah, I feel so, too. Yep, but that's, uh, that's gonna be today's discussion. Exactly. So, let's talk about the positive aspects of BookTok. There's a lot of positive aspects, honestly. The main thing is just the impact that it's had on the amount of people that have started reading because of Mm BookTok, or the amount of people that have, like that stopped reading when they were younger and now that they see uh book talk growing they've started reading again that's that's like the main thing that i've seen like book talk has really helped uh like book talk and coronavirus were like the yeah. two they just Leading like came forces. together yeah because like in because in 2020 that's when book talk i saw really became very popular mm-hmm. so um i feel like those two together just like created this like completely new wave of a whole bunch of new readers which i always love to see new people reading so shout out to you guys um what are your so then like the positive aspects yeah so one of the most like positive aspects for me through like book talk is the fact that a lot of independent authors get so much exposure through the app because like mm-hmm. i read mostly romance and the indie romance community is very very big like there are so many independently published authors um that write romance and because they're not as big uh they don't have like big teams they don't have a lot of money to put into marketing tiktok is an amazing like resource to use to get more people to read your books and i know of so many authors who've gotten like a lot of new sales and a lot of like um resurfaced like fans that started reading their books all over again and Mm -hmm. new people found their content and it's really great in that aspect i also think that it's great for authors to connect with the readers in not like not like instagram but it's it's in a different way it can sort of be a bit more personal than instagram mm-hmm. because it's videos exactly so i and mean and there's like there's direct um you can make a direct video response to yeah, a like certain a comment so it makes it feel it makes it feel more personal exactly which i really like um i mean i don't personally follow any authors on tiktok because they are mostly romance authors um but the ones that i've seen like on my for you page um I've seen a lot of just like if there's if there's a certain uh, creator that's making a video talking about their favorite books, like the author will stitch it. It's so cute. And I love that's it. That's like that's always really cute to me because like yeah, it is sort of like a marketing tool in a way, but it's mm-hmm. also like that author is still really happy that somebody's like reading and loving their books. Yeah, I know, which like, is really cute. I know. So. Uh, there's an author that I've I, like two days ago. I saw that there's a really famous romance author. Her name is Sophie Lark. I was introduced to her through Book Talk, uh, and I know a lot of others were. And the author went to Disney World with three other creators that are obsessed with her books. They're That's like super so fans, cute. and she like invited them to their home, to her home, to like sign the books and everything. And like that's another aspect that like the authors also get a chance to interact with the creators that are creating content basically yeah. for them. 
in a more personal way Mm -hmm. it's even more personal than youtube honestly Mm -hmm. because like the most personal that you could get was i mean there would be videos of really big um youtubers that would get the chance to interview authors but again that would only be for like the most popular youtubers like small creators wouldn't be able to do that they wouldn't get that opportunity which is really disappointing yeah but because tiktok is easy like they're shorter videos and you can watch more videos like in a shorter period of time more people are uh, more creators are famous on tiktok yeah yeah and i think that's really cool um another positive is that like you can also because of the fact that there are shorter videos you can also like get a larger reach Mm -hmm. so a lot of people will be recommending uh, recommended your videos um, as a creator on TikTok. And I think that's great. Like you said, because it gets more people to want to read. Um, and also, like, if you follow the right people, you get more diverse and more, like, yeah. um, larger uh, recommendations. But also, it really depends on, like, which creators you follow. Because yeah. some creators just um, repeat recommendations that are just yeah, that seems very to be dominant one of the... on the app. That seems to be one of the main critiques of TikTok um, and of like book talk is mm-hmm. that there's a lot of repetition in the uh, in the recommendations that you get. And like for that, honestly, um, to me, it seems like it's more of the same thing. Like it's just it's just recycled uh, criticism that BookTube got in, back mm-hmm. in the day where if you follow the, the bigger creators, you're going to get the same amount, like, you're going to get the same recommendations because they're all reading the same thing. Yeah, the most because popular books. also, like, not only are they the most popular, but also a lot of that stuff is from sponsorships or free and publishers, gifts. exactly. And publishers and authors contacting them and everything and, like, great for them, but, like, if you're worried about the amount of, like, about the diversity of your recommendations, not just, like, the diversity in the books itself, but also mm-hmm. the diversity in the titles yeah um then like honestly like do your research yeah follow (laughs) different creators follow different creators i personally don't follow any of the bigger creators because they're not uh they're not reading what i want to read um i have my own little like list of recommendations of tiktok users that give me the recommendations that i read so that's great um but yeah like as far as repeating the same books it's just it's the same thing like what we had to hear from 2013 yeah like if you're following a big creator you're gonna get a lot of sponsored and like paid ads and like that's just that's just what it is to be a content creator i guess yeah there's not no really way of like getting around avoiding it. it yeah um, i would so I think- love i mm-hmm. would love if they also decided to like make content not sponsored because like especially with tiktok you can post like a million videos a day mm-hmm. you know so like it's not like you can't post about um like books that aren't being sent to you so like that is one criticism that i would give but um just like in general that's not like i mean we see it all the time when someone gets big all they want to do are sponsorships and like and that does happen so you know but like with tiktok when you're posting like a 10 second video you do have the space and like when you're posting already multiple videos a day you do have the space to not only talk about the books that you're being sent but also to talk about other books that you do love that haven't been sent to you like that's one of my biggest issues. I agree. And I think this is a really great segue to go into the negative parts and aspects mm-hmm. of book talk. Um, so like Michelle said, um, there are the creators that are very big. They usually do get sponsored content and they do get like books that are, like are gifted to them. And they yeah. usually talk about those. Um, and it's really important to make sure that like when you follow people, um, you do try to at least, you know, diversify yeah. who you follow. Because, like, obviously, like, don't turn down sponsorships. Right. Like, because, like, people want to make money great. off of yeah. TikTok, and that's like, fine. I completely get it. Um, all I'm saying is just, like, that's where sort of people start to say, like, well, it seems like you're only doing it for the sponsorships. Right. You know? So, like, that's sort of the, like, there's a line, you mm-hmm. know? There's a very fine line. I agree. Um, and th- there are other... A couple other points that we think are very important to touch upon. Um, Negative uh, aspects to book talk, uh, particularly. Michelle, what's like the biggest thing that you can think of that Um, you hate about this I would say the sort of like toxic fan bases that Mm -hmm. kind of have started to generate on uh, TikTok. Now, like we've sort of reached this place in society. (laughs) In general. Um, In general, where... 
your interests have become your personality. And because of social media, um, people have developed very strong relationships in their heads with the creators of these of this content that they love so much. Now, like, um, I love studying and like analyzing the idea of parasocial relationships. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to like an- like analyze. Um, I know for sure that I do have parasocial relationships. I try not to like. I try to be very like it's very difficult. Set. It's though, very nowadays. difficult, but um, like that's why like on, on my own social media, I try not to follow uh, too many celebrities. Because uh, I feel like that gives me, like, a very open door to feeling like I know them personally. And, like, it's not something that you can really help, but it is something that happens. And so the way that this has kind of um, become a bad thing on TikTok, because everything is so personal, especially with the way that you can uh, do stitches and duets and uh, respond to comments with their own videos and everything, like, a lot of creators a lot of content creators on tiktok have kind of made liking certain books their entire personalities to the point where if somebody says that they don't like it in their own space then like they will go and like attack that person and like that's really harmful or like if somebody has a different opinion than you or even like a different vibe than you Mm -hmm. then it's become this like really passive aggressive like oh the vibes are just off like you give me off vibes and like what does that mean though you know what i'm saying yeah i feel like toxic fan culture was always there it always existed also Mm -hmm. in uh, booktube but in book talk it's been i think it's it's a little more pronounced because a lot of like fan bases for example there are a lot of book series or authors that have like larger fan bases for example i'm just going to give that as an example colleen hoover she has a lot of fans and a lot of them are on tiktok and her books are very popular amongst you know tiktok yeah and a lot of people get super defensive and super offensive when um someone says that they don't like her books yeah. because it's like like it's to a the personal point where, like, like to the point offense. where you say like you can't say like like if i say no like i'm speaking as somebody um i grew up always reading but um when i was a teenager you know i was reading what teenagers read in mm-hmm. 2010 in like the 2010s era i was reading fantasy i was reading ya i was reading paranormal i was reading all that kind of stuff which is what i was supposed to be reading you know um and my father who also read a lot like he also reads all the time um would tell me that like i wasn't really reading because yeah. my books weren't like classics or anything and i do love classics like i was an english class girly and if anyone is unaware of what an English class girly is, basically it means that whenever I raised my hand, everyone rolled their eyes. That's what it meant. Okay. Um. So like that was me in high school. Tragic. So like I do love classics, but like when I was younger, like I also enjoyed reading for fun. And like that's what I was reading. And like so when somebody says like the books that you're reading aren't like real reading I understand that it's, like, annoying, but also, like, it's not the end of the world. And especially when it's on, like, social media, you don't even have to pay attention to it. So, like, why are you getting so mad? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's literally just becoming this cycle of, like, yeah, the person is an asshole for saying that if you're reading a certain author, then it's not, like, real reading. But also, like you don't need to engage because also it like it's more annoying for the original person to see that they're not getting the attention that they want but like when it comes to people like Colleen Hoover like they like the fans I don't know how to put this I made this analogy once but um the fans of Colleen Hoover that are on TikTok are very reminiscent of like the hardcore Swifties and I say this as a huge Taylor Swift fan but like again I really try hard not to have parasocial relationships with the celebrities that I really like um and like I mean I'm sure that you've seen the Taylor Swift fan base on TikTok they're very they're very loud they're very they can get very toxic if you say that you don't like Taylor Swift you're immediately announced as like misogynistic if you say that you don't like Taylor Swift you're like like I mean we've even had this discussion like yeah. Lee Raz you don't like the song Cardigan no it's not my favorite I like her other songs just- I personally don't understand it I like I hear that song and to me it's like it's like an example of near perfect songwriting out of the entire album that's the one song I do not like 
that's insane to me. But like, <laughs> you are entitled to that opinion. And mm-hmm. like, I don't like, frankly, I don't care that you don't like the song. Like, it doesn't mean anything to me yeah. that you don't like the song. And like, I don't know if that sounds harsh. Like, I don't care about your opinion. But like, in all honesty, there are certain things that like, I don't care about your opinion. Yeah, it if doesn't you like it, mine. if you like it, that's great. If yeah. someone else doesn't like it, that's their opinion. And I feel like I feel like with Colleen Hoover specifically, um, and I'm using this because in my opinion, I think that she is the biggest author on TikTok. Um, I would say like her and Sarah J. Mass sort of like share the fan base or maybe it's just like the like the the most loudest pronounced, like yeah I, I didn't want to say loudest because i already said that before i, I feel like, like not loudest in like the volume but loudest yeah. in the people who like yeah also also they also those videos are the videos that get circulated a lot because mm-hmm. they have so many fans so like colleen hoover and sarah j mass are i would say like some of the biggest um authors on tiktok and the way that their fan base rally around them it's it like it becomes so unhealthy because like you're straight up like bullying other people because they don't like the author that you like and like again if somebody comes in your video talking about how much you love colleen hoover you are 100 allowed to like her like no one's telling you not to and if somebody comes on your video saying that colleen hoover sucks and she's a bad writer and she's awful and everything yeah you have the right to like say hey that's not cool mm-hmm. right but you also do not have the right to say no one is allowed to say that they don't like Colleen Hoover because if you do then you just hate being happy and you just hate romance and you just hate women I guess and like you hate strong female characters and I'm like I don't but okay go off I guess like you know what I'm saying I feel like the one of my biggest issues with TikTok is the fact that there's like the shortness of the videos Mm-hmm. because I feel like there's no room for nuance and I feel like nobody ever like truly gets across what they want to say I agree I also think like because um TikTok tends to be somewhat toxic sometimes mm-hmm. um especially like now not only between the like consumers and the creators of the con of the content but also between the authors and other authors or authors and other creators there's a lot of toxicity and drama there like yeah. i told you once michelle about the whole drama about the plagiarizing someone's yeah uh, like there was a, there's a really famous uh voice actor sorry on tiktok his name is vo arrows i think he's uh he's very well known in the romance community because he um recorded the audiobooks he narrated the audiobooks for this romance author who it's like it's like a dark short romance novella called games we play anyways um he got really famous and apparently there was this whole controversy about the author plagiarizing his um, works and his like writing that he had done and before. his audios that he did before on yeah. his Patreon and using them for her books. And there's this whole like drama. But the the thing that made it the most toxic were the authors and the people and the creators who took sides and blew everything off. Like there was a girl who literally posted like ten fi- videos of her burning. Um, an author's book because she agreed with the author who published the book that was allegedly plagiarized there were you know it's just it's very it tends to be very toxic and because also like you said these videos are so so short you don't have enough time to give the whole story and to give the whole scope of the situation so people tend to see like 10 seconds of what happened and form an opinion and then also attack the other side now there's an option for 10 minute videos so like why don't you take advantage of that because also no one would watch it not many people would at watch that point it. like just make a youtube video yeah the thing i also something that i feel like we really need to discuss is the fact that when booktube was like kind of at its peak um a lot of the creators were in their 20s um or like like early to mid 20s they were a little bit older a bit more mature and now there's a lot of uh creators on tiktok that are very young and mm-hmm. like i don't mean to say that young people are very immature but kind of more just like quicker to react and more like quicker to get volatile in their reactions so like we need to remember that distinction when we talk about the way that um fan bases get very defensive also the more intensely someone reacts the more popular the video would be yeah um but like a lot of uh like teenagers and uh and the preteens are more um, more susceptible to forming parasocial relationships. So that's also a big factor in mm-hmm. why they get so defensive. And uh, right now on TikTok, 
everybody that's like going viral no matter what corner of tiktok you're in like it's it's usually it's usually a teenager so like it makes like it makes sense but like that doesn't mean that it's like super okay to do i guess yeah you know no i feel you um but yeah like the it's the lack of nuance that you're that you're able to get from your own like content it's like, I don't know, like, these blanket statements yeah. I have really big issues with. Like, I know, I know for a fact that, like, a lot of videos, you know, they're short, they're quick, they're fun, that's fine, but a lot of videos... And they're easily digestible. Yeah. Like, great for those short that's videos, great. that's why we love TikTok. But I think a lot of videos fail to mention important things, for example, like, they can give you blanket statements, like Michelle said, about, like, tropes or basic things that will be in the book, but, like, a lot of content, like, creators will miss out trigger warnings that could be in the book that are important for fans or the age restriction that is important for fans especially if you know that you have younger um people also subscribes to you it's important to like put age restrictions on your video saying like this book is for 18 and above or this book is for young adults it's great for young adults i think Mm -hmm. that's important um yeah so like personally for me especially when it comes to trigger warnings like i'm not somebody that really needs to look out for them when Mm -hmm. it comes to reading books but like um i think that's something that a lot of people need to understand when it comes to uh the discussion of are trigger warnings necessary which like yes they are (laughs) because there are people that like you can like liraz for example you you have to turn away certain books because of certain content right does that mean that you think that every single book that has that sort of content in it is bad no okay but being that it's in there you personally just won't read it yeah, unless it's, like, it's it's a so book like, that I've... Yeah, so, like, I don't understand where people get this idea that, like, people that say that they need trigger warnings are judging people that read that content. Like, maybe they just don't want to read that content because it's, like, a sensitive subject. Like, did you ever think about that? Mm-hmm. Like, it's sort of that kind of thing where I say that there's no nuance. Like, you don't think about the other side at all. Like, if I don't want to read a book that deals with, I don't know something that like a lot of people are very sensitive to is sexual assault right mm-hmm. um maybe i just don't want to read a book that deals with sexual assault but yeah. that doesn't mean that i don't think that books surrounding that should be published i don't think that books that romanticize sexual assault that is should be a thing Never. but i'm talking about like for example my dark vanessa which i've talked about a few times mm-hmm. um on our lovely podcast um it deals with the trauma that a sexual assault survivor had to has to go through and like me like not uh wanting to read a book that deals with sexual assault doesn't mean that i don't think that that book should be well loved because i think that it's a very important story i agree but personally a person that is sensitive to those subjects would not be able to read it yeah like me i know i'm very sensitive to specific subjects and i also know myself and my limits uh and if i do start reading a book and there are in trigger warnings and i see that um i'm getting uncomfortable or there's a subject that i'm sensitive to i will stop reading it before i get triggered sometimes it's too late but i know that like books about sexual assault and books about you know traumatic events they're all so important they're incredibly important yeah. and they should be published but some but people I can't just read can't them. read them and I like can't. and like even me and that's like fine. i don't i again like i don't really need to look out for anything like i mean for example like i won't read a little life just because like ethically Never. ethically i don't really agree with it like i don't agree with just using trauma for the sake i mean we were actually having a really interesting discussion yesterday yeah, we Liraz, about the idea of using trauma in replacement for personality personality um because that's what there's a really great article in the new yorker that talks about it um i think it's called uh defending the case of the trauma plot or some just look up the new yorker trauma plot and Mm -hmm. it'll come up it was a really great read um so like that for example like just because like ethically i don't agree with a little life yeah um i know that the writing is supposed to be beautiful but it's recommended a lot yeah it's a very popular tiktok book we need to get into tiktok books <laughs> we should we should um, but before we do that i do want to mention um that like we said um the f- the t- tiktok is a very like user-based um yes app 
So it will give you recommendations based on what you watched. So I think that kind of connects to the whole uh, what you read and the content that you are exposed to. For example, especially with like the TikTok drama that there is, I sometimes like see it because um, the the people that I like follow are connected to um, like this community, Mm -hmm. like the romance community. Like so I sometimes see it on my For You page, but I never interact. But because... You're, if you only watch these types of videos, you're only going to see these types of videos. If you only watch uh, videos done by white creators, you're only going to get uh, uh, these, like, the same recommendations. Mm-hmm. And it's also, t- like, I think it's also a huge deal of why it's very toxic. Because if you are a fan of Colleen Hoover and all you see are is content that is very supportive of her and very much attacking people who don't like her, you are only going to see, like, that side. Yeah, and again, like, that isn't to say that every single Colleen Hoover no, fan No, Colleen is Hoover is just, like, an vol- easier example. Yeah, because, like, our, a lot of her fans do tend to, like, mm-hmm. attack. And, like, something that I want to say about, like, the whole For You page and everything. Now, me, one of the, like, my main things that are on my TikTok are book uh book related videos uh coffee related videos because i'm just that girl um and organization videos oh, well, for me it's art like book talk and really? art and singers and like indie singers and okay yeah so like those are my main three things that usually show up on my tiktok page and like occasionally get in a funny video mm-hmm. but something that i've noticed because the romance community seems to be the biggest community on tiktok which like love that for you guys love that you're finally getting the attention yep um something that i've noticed is that i'll get a lot more romance centered tiktok videos on my for you page even though none of the creators that i follow are reading or recommending romance Mm -hmm. but because they both fall under the umbrella of book talk my for you page seems to recommend to me the bigger creators which happen to be romance creators so like i have to go and like look through the people that i follow and like they're following things and then like that's fine like i don't care to do that but like it's the way that i think the going back to the uh topic of toxic uh fan base and like Mm -hmm. toxic positivity toxic like non-judgmental zones where you think that like everything that you like is then void of any uh right to criticism just because you like it or like just because it falls under the umbrella of it's fiction so nobody has a right to judge it um the like the lack of i guess exposure to another person's opinion and the only like you're only surrounding yourself with other people that have the same voice as you and the only uh follow like people that have the same opinion as you you then never feel like you're challenged yeah so whenever somebody does come around that challenges your opinion you will automatically go on the attack now like i personally don't think that that's like a very healthy way to be because wouldn't you rather like Liraz, we have very different opinions. Yeah. On most things. On a lot, yeah. I don't think we've ever agreed on a single thing ever, except for the fact that if we were villains, it's good. Mm-hmm. And, like... Basically. That, like, <laughs> that it's a five-star book. Like, other than that... And, like, Jane Austen slaps. Yeah. Other than that, like, do we agree on anything else? We have a lot of different I'm opinions. surprised that we don't hate each other. Same. But, like, um... <laughs> Wuthering Heights is a perfect example, mm-hmm. right? You don't like it. I... It's one of my favorite books of all time. You not liking it if anything like your reasons for not liking it are my reasons why I love it and you talking about the reasons why you don't like it if anything just like sort of confirms to me why it's one of my favorites that doesn't mean that your reasons for not liking it aren't valid it's a like it's a subjective kind of thing you know yeah but they're also my reasons for loving it so much I feel the same. I think, like, we've talked about this a lot. There are some romance books that I know that uh, Michelle and I have read, and you hate. Yeah. And I I love. Like, I, I find them very fun, very comforting. And it's just, like, difference in opinions and difference in, like, taste, and that's fine. I do think that it's important to have maybe just, like, maybe expose yourself to someone with a different opinion than you, because, like, and, like, try not to get so pissed about it, because, like, that that's still an opinion. Like, somebody's... If somebody is making a video on their own page talking about why they hate something, everybody has a right to say that they hate something. If they want to say that they think that a certain author's writing is garbage, it's maybe not the most elegant way to say mm-hmm. it, but it's still their opinion, and they're making it in their own space. And if you then go on that person's... Like, if you seek that out to purposefully comment 
that they are wrong that's just petty that's on you and you are then wrong the same way that if somebody makes a video talking about how much they love something and you then go into that creator's space to talk about why they're wrong and their favorite author is garbage you become the asshole also like it's Mm -hmm. literally just about respecting another person's opinion it's basic like human decency just respect the other person you know same with everything in life Mm -hmm. um and i think we can talk now about book talk books yeah and so like the concept of book talk books in general i kind of have beef with it okay explain because most of the book talk books are books that were, like, circulating around on BookTube and were Mm -hmm. published, like, so long ago. Like, I understand the concept of, like, book talk books in the sense of, like, the kiss quotient. Like, books that were famous in the book talk era. Um, Because they were published and received that attention. Like, the love hypothesis of book talk book because they were published and received that love and attention during the book talk era. But, like, Shatter Me is popular again and like to me that's not a book talk book that's still a book too yeah, like, you know like, um we were liars and we both die in the end these are both like yeah books that are became very popular when tiktok like uh yeah BookTok which like started, love which, that for them great but these were love books the attention that, were, like, that you're all getting i'm just a little bit baffled because i'm like you guys haven't read it yet. yeah <laughs> you know or like or like maybe haven't you heard of it maybe it's just because like i'm 22 and i'm like old like considering that like old. i'm no cause, like, <laughs> to, to the people that are on tiktok now like i'm considered old like i'm 22 Who and they you? consider me old i'm saying like the viral people like the people that go the like 14 like the year olds, year olds. Like, oh, yeah 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 like those people i'm like i don't follow any of them because like it's not my yeah space. Same. Like, it's not my vibe i don't I don't vibe with that, but um, I don't vibe with sixteen year olds. I don't vibe with. I don't think you should be vibing with sixteen year olds. If you're twenty two, like make friends maybe with not. people your own age. But um, maybe that's just me. No, but like, so the books that the books that are very like, I I hear a lot of criticism about book talk that the books that they recommend are the same books, and you get the same like five six books that are constantly recommended, and that's again, true. But you again, need to diversify your the people that you're following. Yeah, if you that's follow different just people, it. like if you if you keep on following the same people, like I mean, one of the most common things that I've seen is that um. Only, like, when you see uh, a lot of, like, straight white girls and all they do is talk about, like, white um, gay romances and it becomes sort of, like, fetishizing in a way. Like, it borders the line of not even supporting, like, gay rights. Mm -hmm. But they're only wanting to, like, fetishize gay romance and, like, they won't read any, like, lesbian romances. They won't read anything outside of male, male romance, you know? And, like, that I understand. Really? That's a big thing that people talk about a lot on book talk i know that it's very much like i know that it's very much like male and female relationships that are like predominantly discussed on one of maybe it's because i was a tumblr girly but that was a lot of discourse when uh i was younger is that people would only focus on um on like male male relationships especially Mm -hmm. when you were like especially when you were uh, a straight teenage girl and it bordered on like fetishizing the relationship because you wouldn't focus on because like you wouldn't even acknowledge any other aspect of lgbt communities right yeah so um for example there were a lot of people that began to criticize um the creators that wouldn't even have recommendations for other diverse reads except for they both die at the end the song of achilles and um what's the other one red white and world blue Right. So those three um, became like the only three gay romances that people even knew about. And which is a shame. And like sapphic romances, no one's ever heard of them. So like if you find yourself falling into like that kind of rut, look for other creators, look up creators that are a part of the LGBT community and see that they're giving you recommendations as well that like they have to find for themselves to see themselves represented. Yeah. Like Like, it's all about finding your own community and Mm -hmm. like if there's a part of tiktok that bothers you just don't go into it because like i don't go into half of the communities on tiktok because they piss me off so much but like 
And like sometimes it'll come up on my for you page and I'll send it to Liraz and I'll be like, what the fuck? Why like, is this? Why is this a thing? But again, <laughs> it's between the two of us. Mm-hmm. It's in our own personal space. Like I'm a huge bitch. And um Playing like, it lightly. Okay. <laughs> like, it's fine when I say it, but it's not fine when you say no, it. No, I love how you're like, I'm a huge bitch. No, you so could like, have said it like, so like I'm a little mean. No, so like I'm a huge bitch, but again, like I'm only a huge bitch in like our personal space. You know, yeah. like I would never go on someone's not to me, though. comment. No, never to <laughs> you just I've making never, that clear no yeah no like i'm only mean about other people <laughs> um <laughs> she's not mean to me i'm uh, special i hope everybody knows that i'm like not like serious she's like deep deep down a nice person <laughs> like i hope everybody knows that every single time that i speak it's usually just humor until i'm actually talking about like really serious stuff mm-hmm. but in general like i'm always joking just to Obviously. clear that up because again there's no nuance anymore <laughs> It's all straightforward. Um, like you have to take everything at face value yeah. now, and like I don't agree with that. But um, like again, when I send around something that pisses me off, I'm only being like vocal about it in our own personal space with each other. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like I would never go on that person's comments and be like, "This sucks," and you're terrible. Even though I'm literally sending this to Liraz with the message, "This sucks," and it's terrible. You know There's what I'm a saying? Difference. Like, I think because like when you're talking to me, it's like it's only between me and you and because we have similar opinions. And when you're commenting on venting. the creator, yeah. When it's also me venting, you know? Like right. I'm allowed to vent to someone that I get along with. Mm-hmm. And like everybody's allowed to vent. That's why I don't really agree with toxic positivity. I also don't agree with toxic negativity. But I think that like, like when you're when you're writing a comment on like a creator's page, you're after putting their, that into like, their space. Yeah, and you're like kind of like you're stepping being a party on them. Yeah, yeah, like everybody's having a good time, like chilling in the comments, being like, "Yes, I love this thing that you're talking about." Oh my god, yes, pour that coffee. And then somebody comes into your comments, being like, "Why are you putting so much sugar in it? Yeah, why are you putting so much milk in it? It's like, not real coffee." And I'm like, "Let her drink her fucking yeah. coffee." Like you can be respectful and say, "Like I personally don't like it like that, but I'm happy that you do." Like in every single aspect like, like with books yeah. or with anything like i don't like this book but i'm happy that you do that's fine that's like a nice way of sharing your opinion i'm just like like let but her like, don't live be her life yeah i mean let's not even to get into the way that the entire world hates everything that teenage girls do oh God, and yeah. touch but like that's just a whole other yeah. issue but that all ties into it right because like you never see a man getting torn apart over the way that he drinks his coffee that's true but like the coffee thing is just like one of the first issues that i really saw on tiktok so that's what came into my head i've like, if never a girl, seen a coffee issue really if a girl this is a whole side tangent um but basically if a girl uh makes a coffee and she puts in like a little bit too much creamer then it's like not real coffee and like yeah sure <sighs> it's gonna be really 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 sweet but maybe she just likes it that way like sorry that nobody wants to drink like bitter ass like black coffee every single morning and like feel like death afterwards anything that's considered even slightly girly is like like you know trashed yeah yeah rom-coms i will defend romantic comedies until my dying breath okay like i know i know that they're inherently problematic and i know that they're toxic and misogynistic but they are so much fun and that's why i can't judge people for liking things that I consider trash because mm-hmm. I know that I have bad taste, okay? It's not bad taste. Like, you, you can have... You no, can like, like I mean, things I'm that saying are more problematic. It, ironically. Yeah, okay. It's a joke. I mean, like, I know that I have taste that isn't, like, super highbrow. Like, I yeah. know that not every aspect of my life is like that. But, like, so me liking How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, that's literally... If I was looking at it critically, I know that it's zero stars, mm-hmm. okay? But in my heart, it's five. It's entertaining. It's so entertaining. It's so good. And so when I see people that are reading, like, fluffy rom-coms, just because I don't vibe with rom-com books, I still don't understand why I can love the movies but not the books. I'm the exact opposite. Um, I know. And, like, I still <laughs> don't get it. I think it has to do with the inner monologue. Because, like, if I don't vibe with the main character's inner monologue, I'm going to hate everything about it. For me, I think, so. like, unfortunately, rom-coms, uh, the, the movies, this is such a tangent, but I'll finish the sentence. Rom-coms, like, movies that are rom-coms tend to kind of, like, uh, ignore or put aside the actual emotions and be, like, more quirky and fun and, like, weird and cheesy. And I, I don't do get that, I don't yeah. love the cheesiness and quirkiness. I like the more, like, it doesn't have to be, like, you know, emotional and sad. and Just, like, it can be a rom-com in a book and it can be funny and, like, you know, like, sweet and fluffy. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a little 
feels like too hallmarky. I get that. And like, so for me, I, I think know. that I think that I'm a person that like when I watch uh, a certain type of movie, mm-hmm. uh, like rom coms, for example, that's my escapism. So I will literally put aside every single ounce of self-respect that I have and be like... Me with books. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, this is everything to me now. Like, The Wedding Planner is an awful movie. Yeah. <laughs> but it is so much fun. Like, I hate Matthew McConaughey in that movie. But also would give him a chance. Never watched it, though. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, it's not. I've seen the trailer, like, a like hundred times. Is. But, it's, but, like, it's amazing. But, like, it's not, you know? Yeah. But, like, that's just how it is with everything. And, like, that's why you learn to respect other people's opinion. Because, exactly. like, I used to be an angry teen also, you know? Like, I was there too, besties. We all, like, we it's all went fine. through it. But, like, I don't know. Like, maybe have some nuance in your opinions. Yeah. I also think um, one of the last points I have about uh, the negative uh, aspects of book talk is the, at least um, I've heard lately that there is a lot of support for piracy. Uh, amongst mm-hmm. uh, you know books and readers because because of also like book talk promotes reading and that's great and you more people want to read more books uh, and a lot of people are saying like there was this whole thing where people were telling um, their followers like hey this is what you should do you should buy the book read it and then return it and be like I don't want it anymore and yeah. then like it's basically a free book but that's not that's right. literally stealing from the author first of all and that's horrible and another thing that they're uh promoting is like if there's an author that you don't like agree with or you don't like and you don't want to actually support them then uh creators would tell you like hey don't read this book um through the author go to this piracy website and read their book through there so again like there's so much content through like like that out on book talk and it's so toxic and horrible especially for the authors yeah and i think like there is like because also like book talk isn't as like supervised as like youtube could be like yeah. youtube a lot of things are monetized so if of you're course. like that's one of the reasons wrong, yeah there's a big difference between the um i'm gonna say, i'm gonna use the word immaturity that can mm-hmm. uh happen on booktube and the immaturity that can happen on tiktok yep so because a lot of it yeah like you said is monetized as far as like the whole um like returning books thing like again like if you go to a bookstore with the intention of buying a book reading it and then returning it that's just like a stupid thing to do you're stealing you consume the content and then you return it yeah i think it's if you read a book hate it and don't want it anymore i can understand returning it i don't i think because you consume the content like but like if it didn't match up to like my expectations like i don't see an issue like because like okay we read uh, november 9th right mm-hmm. if i had bought that physically in a bookstore i would have returned it i would have donated it i mean like uh, donating is a thing yes but like i also like depending on like financial circumstances and everything like i would have returned the book and like i don't think that that's an issue because if something doesn't match up to your standards you are at complete liberty to return it. And if you're, like, going to a bookstore, buying a book specifically to read it and then return it, like, no, you shouldn't do that because libraries are a thing. And, like, subscription services. There are so many subscription services if you don't have the funds to, like, buy books all the time. There are, like, so many out there. There are library services for audiobooks. Um, There are, like, Kindle Unlimited that you can do. There are – there's Scrib. There's a lot of, like – actual services that you can subscribe to and the and you don't have to pay a lot of money and you can still consume a lot of these books and a lot of these books are on there but i just think that like the fact that someone is like first of all promoting it and like being like hey do this like maybe be a little self-aware i heard of an author that it was her release week and literally half of her uh, books were sent back to amazon and they had to like pause that's like, her book and like think about it she's a debut author she's just released a book she put a lot of money and effort into this and like people consume her book love it and then return it and like she loses so much money she like you basically stole her product so like again like when it comes to something that i personally like either don't agree with like a lot of the stuff that's in colleen hoover's books and everything that at that point the money that she loses like personally it's not my issue anymore because like if I disagree with something so much that I want my money back because like there are books that I have read and didn't like them and I'll donate them but if there's something that I disagree with and dislike so much that I want my money back then like at that point it's not 
like could sell my it responsibility. But again, like that's not on everybody. Like it's not on the consumers. But how do you know? Like that's the thing. This becomes really tricky when you put that line because, like, how do you know? Yeah, when but someone I'm talking didn't about me specifically. Insult. I'm talking about me specifically, not okay, every single like, person. Like I'm not making a blanket statement. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm talking about me. And, like, again, if somebody does that with, like, the sole intent of reading and then returning it, that's shitty. But when it's, like, something that's, like, that can be harmful and something that I don't agree with. And if I don't want it near me at all and, like, I disagree with it so much that I want my money back, I am at perfect liberty to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I feel like, for me, I I wouldn't return it. I would, like, either, uh, like, donate it or, like, sell it secondhand because for me like it's just if i'm even if i don't like it i'm still consuming the product that this author is giving me so like the transaction already happened she gave i like paid and i received and i consumed if i give it back to amazon the author is losing everything so like i still consumed her product but i didn't pay anything so for me it's like look at it as like and also you can't really like know what intentions other people have like one person could be buying it it down to the person and their own ethics like that's not like it's like it's you can't say that like nobody can ever return something i didn't because like but like i just don't agree with it as much you know like like me personally like i sell or like i donate a lot of my books that Mm -hmm. i don't like anymore and that's fine right like that's not hurting anybody um because they're books that like i don't have the space for and i don't like them and i don't want them anymore so like i'll donate them or i'll sell them secondhand but like people that do it and just like don't make it a thing and like if they don't like something and they want to return it then that's fine. Like, I look at it like buying clothes. Mm-hmm. If you buy something, wear it, and then return it the next day because you don't want that money, like, you don't want that money taken from you, then that's weird. Like, I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you buy a shirt specifically to wear it one night and then return it, no. Yeah. But if you buy a shirt and it doesn't suit you right or if it doesn't fit you right, you know, like, you can Or you buy like, it as a gift. Like you, Like, you have every right to return it. Yeah, I just think, like, it's a sticky situation. But what really bothers me here is that they're promoting this. And no, the people that promote it are wrong. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think we kind of want to end this on a more positive note. Yeah. So let's talk about the books that we read because of Book Talks. Are they worth it? Did we like them? Did we find some gems? Yeah, Michelle, I see your face. Start. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> no, I haven't. I have... I've read... Um, one book specifically because of tiktok and it was it ends with us and we all know how i felt about that one uh so no um there are books that i have read that are considered like tiktok books but i didn't read them because of the tiktok influence you know what i'm saying like you read them before because like you knew of them before yeah okay like because again a lot of books that are popular on tiktok they became popular like a while after like they were on published on um, booktube yeah so like i mean or even not on booktube because like i haven't watched booktube in a while but well, i um, still do sometimes i it's still comforting. I, I still do with two people i have like my four people that i watch i only watch two oh no that's a lie three people um but like that's it um but like I, like it's usually through goodreads or instagram mm-hmm. and so i would find books through there to read and then I got on TikTok and I realized that they were all popular as if they were like brand new books. And I was like, what? Yeah, they're treating so, you like, oh my God, look at this like super unknown book that I found. The Song of Achilles. Yeah. Achilles. Wow. Achilles. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like you said, totally I got read that it. book out of the library when I was in, I think, the ninth grade. You read it when so, you were in ninth grade? I actually never did read it. I it was at the point I was, I had like 70 books out of the library. Oh I mean, like I used to get, like I used to put like the max amount of books on hold, get them all in the same day, manage to read one of them, and then I had to return them all. That's so smart. Like, yeah. Like I smart was just thinking. super responsible um businesswoman in the making yeah no so like again like by the time that i got on tiktok uh i had already read so many of the popular books or i already like owned them and was planning on reading them and i was like what like you know yeah so like i mean the only one that i've actually picked up and read because of tiktok was it ends with us and i didn't like it um but i guess like books that i have read that are popular tiktok books that i would recommend i mean obviously taylor jenkins reads she's super popular she is 
Rightfully um, so. Yeah, her books. Have you ever read anything by her? No, I've read snippets. Oh my god. <laughs> no, listen, I can't. No, because a lot of her books deal with like super sensitive t- topics, not like in a bad way, but sometimes I just I get too emotionally invested and I can't handle it. So I've read two of her books. I read Daisy Jones and the Six and The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I go back and forth between which one I prefer all the mm-hmm. time because I love them both so much. They're both five stars to me. Um, what else? Um, I guess depending on what corner of book talk you're in, Sally Rooney is very popular. She's a very polarizing author. I've noticed that people either love her like I do and like are literally so far up her ass or they just hate her. I have a feeling I wouldn't like her. I also do. And like that's why I refuse to let you read her. If I want to read her, I'll read her. But I literally do not. <laughs> I would never be able to like Like I watched the show Normal People opinion. and I liked it. It was fine. Like that's one of the things like I wouldn't be able to handle hearing your opinion because like I just know that I would get angry and I would be like everyone has the right. Everyone has the right. And I like I, like, I would be like fighting with myself to be like you're wrong that you just know? makes me want to read it more and just like hate it in your face i'll be no. like michelle i absolutely well, hated this then book i have every single right to be mean right back to you because then you're the one that's being mean i was instigating it um but yeah so like depending on what corner of tiktok you're in sally rooney is popular to certain people um who else <laughs> you're asking me who else is like very popular on tiktok who else did you read I mean, like, I've, I haven't read Shatter Me. I feel like I'm kind of past, like, I didn't read it when it was at its height. Yeah. And I feel like now I wouldn't like it. But everybody talks about Aaron Warner, and he seems like someone that I would vibe with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've read, like, snippets that people post on TikTok, and I'm like, okay, maybe. He seems like, he seems like the kind of guy that I would vibe with. He seems like a light, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say Kaz Brecker because, like, nobody can compare to him from Six of Crows. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't even want to think about anybody trying to do what Lee Bardugo did with Kaz because, like, no one else could accomplish it. Um, Oh, Six of Crows is a super popular book talk book. Yeah. Yeah. That was a huge (laughs) one. It's my favorite series of all time. I read those when I was 16 or 17. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. They were such a vibe. I love them. I still love them to this day. Anything else? I don't know. Should I go next? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a couple of books that I've read because of uh, Book Talk. Uh, some of them are already famous because of uh, Book Two, because I, like, um, during COVID, I had, like, I spent so much time on YouTube uh, consuming book content because it made me happy and it made me less sad. So it was, it was either I was reading or I was, like, watching videos about reading. So, you know healthy um so the first book i read because of book talk actually recently uh is love hypothesis by ali hazelwood oh did you read it i did okay i did it was i didn't expect to like it i thought i would hate it because i've heard a lot of like polarizing opinions like some people like loved it like they were like five stars i would give my heart to it everything's amazing other were like this was so overhyped i don't get it I kind of thought it was a really good book. It's a solid four stars. I stayed up like until 2 a.m. to finish the book because I was actually like enjoying myself. Not because it was like, oh my God, I have to read it. But it's more like, it's cute. I want to stay in their heads a little bit longer. I don't hate it. I think it's a really solid book. And um, I did hear about it before Book Talk because it was also kind of uh, uh, popular on uh, Instagram and on YouTube and whatever. But it wasn't bad. Uh, But I've had some less... uh, Plus great, yeah, less positive um, recommendations. Um, Like another book that I was familiar with um, on BookTube and then it was also popular on BookTok for a while was The Bromance Book Club. It was, okay, it was a, like, it was a three-star book. It's just incredibly overhyped. It's, it's a romance book. It's fine. That's it. I do have to say, like, something, my, two of the books that I have, like, the biggest beef with, which are It Ends With Us and We Were Liars by E. Lockhart. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the, like, resurgence of popularity that causes, um, like, sequels to be written, specifically because they know that it's going to get sales. Both of those books are doing that. Uh, We Were Liars is getting a sequel. I don't know how. I read that book. Wow. I read it way back when it was, like, first showing up on BookTube. Um, uh, I think it was in, like, 2014, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And I didn't like it. And then it ends with us, like, again, and like 
they're both now getting sequels years after they've been published specifically because they know that the tiktok audiences are going to be buying it Mm -hmm. that just like i mean uh, good job for them like i'm happy for them that they're getting more sales just but like, just you know do your research because especially you. with those two books in general like where are you gonna go like with those two and like specifically like where can you go after you know what i'm saying yeah it's like that's like i mean just like that's a consumerism criticism from me but just like i don't know yeah all right so let's move on and talk about people who we follow on book talk that we think mm-hmm. are good people and you should follow them and they are great accounts so michelle um okay so i have a few um specifically on book talk um for like my first one is lbh reads Mm -hmm. um she's really good she has like my exact sort of vibe going on like that like uh literary fiction woman going insane kind of vibe going on with her account and i love it we fall like we read a lot of the same books and we like a lot of the same books she's great um tawdry lord is another one uh tawdry spelled t-a-w-d-r-y and then lord spelled like the lord like the singer um okay she's great the reason i found her is because she made a two-part uh video specifically books for smart hot girls and that's the vibe that i try to emulate all the time Mm -hmm. so like she's great um okay Haley bailey who's also on youtube that sounds such a cute oh yeah Haley h-a-y-l-e-y-y b-a-i-l-e-y-y so Haley Bailey, if you got that, um, she's also on YouTube. Uh, I think her username is Pages of Haley. I'm also subscribed to her there. She talks a lot about um, black heroines and books, and a lot of sapphic books, which love that love. for her. Um, who else? Okay, uh, L I dot reading. I don't want to like mispronounce because like, I don't want to sound stupid. She is um, almost as much of a if we were villains stan as I am. Mm-hmm. So like obviously I have to support them. Um, who else? Okay, Tiana and T. She's so funny. Again, like she uh, recommends a lot of books with black heroines and like diverse reads. Um, and like those smart hot girl books, I guess, in mm-hmm. like that sort of genre, but diverse. Okay. So anything that she puts out, I love. Um, and I think, yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> those are my like favorites. Love that. All right. So for me, like on Book Talk, I usually follows, uh, follow authors a lot because like I have my favorite authors and I like, like, you know, consuming their content um, because they usually like post about their books and whatever. Um, but I do follow a lot of content creators and, uh, one that I've actually discovered recently is Beachy Reads. Her name is like, uh, that's how she's called on, uh, I think I've seen her around. She's like, um, a, she's, she's pretty new to book talk. She reads mostly romance. Um, and she has great recommendations, especially for like diverse, diverse reads or reads that are easier, um, to consume. And she, reads a lot of independently published romances that are great because like they're newer and you know it's great i love having like more to choose from uh another one is the book thief 28 her name's tish she's a little more popular she's like one of the popular like romance book talks uh accounts out there because she's very popular she recommends a lot of books that are less popular as well and she recommends a lot of diverse books uh and during this whole like bridgerton like season two um she is also like desi i think so she was like making a lot of content in regards to bridgerton and i loved it because you know bridgerton Um, bridgerton like like the series not the the book series is fine but the show but the show yeah bridgerton Um, like guys (laughs) Like, if you haven't watched it, please. what are you doing? Like, where where have you been living? Season two was so good. My brother's friends, like, they're, like, 18 or something. They have nothing to do with, with this world. They binge watch the entire show, season one and two, and they're like, Leor, this is good. I'm what? Like, I know. Oh, my God. I know. I love that for them, I though. love that for them, too. My brother watched it three times with me. Oh, my God. Three times. I love that for him. I know, same. Wow, guys, Bridgerton. Exactly. Like, mm, I don't think I could ever read the books, because, like, again, like, I don't know. But, like... The second book, in my opinion, is the best book, and then the f- f- sixth book is also good. The rest are 
pretty mediocre and yeah, the like, first one I don't should think be that I don't yeah I heard that the first one should be like right. it's not a bad book just that one scene that I was super uncomfortable I mean, with listen, I was super uncomfortable with it when they put it in the show it's also. worse in the book because it's from I've his heard, perspective I've heard I literally cried if you don't know what we're talking about um there's a scene uh in the first book and the first season of Bridgerton that I mean, like it's it's basically sexual assault. Trigger warnings for sexual assault by uh, okay. uh, the female main character who wants a baby and the male main character who doesn't, uh, and she like they have sex, but there's also they always like you know they use the pullout method. Yeah, you know, um, and then when she finds out about it, she's like she forces him to like uh, finish the act with her, and it's just very. It's traumatic. just like it's like very like uncomfortable yeah. in the show. Like I was like. I don't know how I feel about this. And it's like, yeah. it's it like mean, iffy. And apparently, like in the book, when you read so his worse. inner monologue, it's like 10 times worse. I binged the entire se- uh, season, like series before the first season came out, except for the last two books because I got bored. Um, but yeah, the first book is like the only one that I really feel like it has problematic content. Uh, the rest are fine. Like they're fun reads. You the should read them. The second season, though, guys. It's amazing. Wow. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Wow. Um, yeah. So coming back to <laughs> book talkers, uh, there's another one or two that I would like to recommend. Uh, the books I've loved is another uh, romance book talker because romance. Um, so her name's Pauline. She's so funny. She, I also follow her on Instagram. Uh, she has a lot of recommendations. She does read a lot of like popular books, but she often reads books that used to be popular and she like kind of reads them and sees like how she feels about them or she like helps book resurf books that were, were like weren't as popular like when they were published resurf- resurface and I think it's really great. I really like her recommendations. And the last ones is Lit Plis. I don't know how to say her name. It's Spell like it. L-I-T-P-L-S. Her name is like Kelsey or something. Okay. She's super funny. She's also like a romance book talker. Uh, her recommendations are great, but I just, I love her content because she is funny. Like she is just like, mm-hmm. she has a very interesting personality and I love it. Okay. Um, but yeah, those are the book oh, talkers I have, that I have. I have two more. Okay. I have two more that I completely forgot about um, when I was making my list. First of all, The Chaotic Library. Her name is Jordan. I really like her stuff. She's funny. Um, I don't really read a lot of her recommendations because, uh, they tend to be more romance, mm-hmm. but her videos and, like, her personality is what makes me follow her. Yeah. She's just, like, she's great. She's also somebody that just, like, she doesn't give a shit about your opinion. She's very much like me in the sense that, like, I'm gonna make a video about my own opinion in my own space, and, like, I don't care what you're doing outside of my account. Like, I so love that. I really love that because that's... It's a message that I support. Yeah. Um, oh my and god. The other one. What? There's one that you introduced me to that I didn't tell you about. Who? Chamber of Secrets. And that was my second. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about her. I sent. Uh, I sent Lee Raz basically a video that she made talking about Jane Austen and like the beef that I think we all have with her, where she How set rude. the bar so high for every single man in the world that like we can never, ever date anyone ever. She like, just ruined our lives. I recently rewatched and reread Pride and Prejudice, and like, like I rewatched it. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Persuasion is getting a, a movie adaptation. <laughs> Guys, Persuasion is like your book, and it's getting a movie adaptation. <laughs> and Dakota Johnson is playing, and I'm so excited because like I love Dakota Johnson. Mm-hmm. I do. I love everything that woman does. I don't care if she's an nepotism baby. I love her. Okay. She's very funny. She is. She's so, like, she, again, has that, like, just, like, dry wit, which, like, I mean, I don't think I'm witty, but I'm definitely dry. So, <laughs> I think, I think that we would be friends. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so the Chamber of Secrets, I love, she's so, so funny. She makes a lot of videos also, like, not only about book content, but a lot about, like, what she writes. And yeah. I'm obsessed with those videos. Yeah. So, again, like, she does uh, tend to veer more towards romance, but mm-hmm. even her... Even her romance videos, they're more, they're they're more watchable than just like ten romance books you yeah. should read. You know, like she actually like it's more. I guess she I don't gives know. you quotes from the books, yeah. and she like it's tells more, you a little like, bit interactive. about interactive. And she, in general, her personality is just so, so entertaining. Her British to watch. accent is she, amazing. Yeah, she has this one uh, TikTok that I, like specifically love, aside from the Jane Austen one, where she talks about like her as an English major, where she thought that she was gonna be this like dark academia yeah, I saw that vibe, one. and I was like, oh my god, that's me. Cause like I thought that I was gonna be like that, and I do try to be like that, mm-hmm. but now I'm just a 
marketing major <laughs> with a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the despondency in that sentence. I'm just a marketing major. So to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay. This was a fun episode. It I hope really we was. we like we shed some light on what mm-hmm. book talk is and on our criticism of it. I and like also this on the good deep things. Dive. Yeah. In general, I think that my feelings towards book talk as a concept as a whole are very positive. Yeah. I love what it's done for the amount of readers that have started uh like cropping up. Right. And I appreciate it for my own yeah. like reading taste. Yeah, I appreciate my little corner that I have mm-hmm found for myself um and but there's obviously just like with every single thing in the world you know not everything is perfect um I do think that I'm gonna stick to Instagram for getting my like recommendations recommendations because a lot of the, the all the creators that I follow on TikTok are also on Instagram so I think that I'm gonna settle with I think that I'm gonna stick with them because that way I get to stay out of the you know toxic drama mm-hmm. um but in general, I think that TikTok, book talk is a positive uh, thing. I would just love if we could, like, you know. Minimize the drama Civilize it a bit. Yeah. That that's, that's just it for me. Exactly. I agree. All right. So this was fun. And this was very fun. We'll see you on the next episode. So stay Good, tuned. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Fully booked. Read into it with Michelle Amar and Liraz Levy. All our shows and podcasts available online on our website and on all podcast platforms. Search Audioversity. Call